Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. everybody we're here and we are excited we're we are excited i thought i was gonna sneeze right there Sorry. <laughs> i was like are you good are you just done are you no, quitting I, I, I felt a sneeze coming i didn't want to <laughs> you're like backed away from the microphone i was like okay i guess we're done uh we're gonna be talking about this idea that this idea that you hear a lot of when people say hey i love you but i'm not in love with you oh, and how one. in the context of marriage and mm-hmm. in life in general that is a lie. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's any truth in that. I think it's like, it's an excuse. Uh, what did, we had an Instagram, uh, image. If you're not following us on Instagram, check that out at fierce marriage. But one of the things we said on there was, uh, uh it's selfishness with a mask on mm. <laughs> and that's absolutely true. Oh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. But, uh, <clears throat> before we do that, as we like to do, we like to check up, uh, and, and just kind of share a little bit what's going on in our hearts and our minds uh, mm-hmm. based on our heart check. And that is three questions. What book is in your hand? What voice is in your ear and what's stirring in your heart? Uh, and Selena, I've been talking this whole time, so okay. You the book, I am diving into a new book from a friend, a recommendation. Beth recommended that I read the book Christie. It's an old, an older title, but it's, um, it's a, it's an old classic and it is really good. It's really intense. Nice. Um, there was a whole like show about it when we were kids, but like the book is really, really good. It's, it's taken me a little bit of time to get into it, but I'm learning a lot, building my faith and it's, it's getting, it's like challenging my own beliefs on some things. So, and it's really good. Um, you're not going to like run away. No, from... I'm not going to run to like Cutter's Gap and go live in the mountains <laughs> with people and yeah, teach not gonna them. Run away from our faith. No, it's not about <laughs> running away from your faith. Oh, you say it's challenging your faith. No, it's challenging because these people are like living out the hard gotcha they're living okay they're asking those hard questions they're answering those hard questions and they're living out like leaving all of your ivory tower like behind and serving the least of these in in that way that's awesome yes that's what i mean by challenging not like questioning my faith or anything (laughs) okay gotcha (laughs) that's cool so what voice is in your ear um well i'm I've been, I still have been listening to Risen Motherhood and they have, I follow them on Instagram and they have a new episode talking about like, what's the right decision for school for, for you, like for your kids. And they, they present all these good questionnaires of like, you know, maybe why private school or why homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. So they've, and they've talked to, they've and written And why a, public school is probably a question they answer right, as well. Right. And why they've also written a, this is a bit broad, but they wrote a questionnaire on like going through whether or not you should have more kids, you know? And it's, it's like biblically, they're asking biblical questions. Like, they're, I don't know. It sounds kind of funny, but if you read it, I'm like, like these are things you, that you should. Do you regularly pull all your hair out? <laughs> you probably shouldn't have more probably, kids. No, <laughs> no. Are you I, sleeping less than two really, hours a night? I really, um, appreciate that what they are doing there. So I, I listen to them and then, um, the journey women one is really good too. Um, What's stirring in my heart? Um, well, I wrote a blog post that is not out yet because my husband does not think goes, it's right. By the time this goes live, <laughs> it might it'll probably be, out. be out if you would just get um, it done it and is just done. quit procrastinating. It is done, Mr. Perfectionist. Um, but 
it's talking about why it's important to read your Bible because I feel like I, how many times am I spending time on my phone or even reading a book and oh. have not read the word? And that is just life to our barren soul. It's just so convicting. It really yeah. is. So, that's so what's good. stirring in your heart? Well, that's the third question. <laughs> Do you not care the other, th- the other two or? No, we're just going to stay. I'm trying well, to be convicting to you. Okay. <laughs> I don't think wives can convict, though. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm tell, I started reading a new book, Which and one? it's uh, don't. It's it's a Judging. very interesting book. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Swift and, and the adventure and his jet marine is what it's called, and is it's the one I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like from the '60s. Yeah. It's like a Hardy Boys sort of mm-hmm. adventure. It's not for a 35 year old guy. <laughs> But I'm enjoying it. I feel like Good. it's it's really it's making me think in unique ways. It the era of it's very interesting and in how how they word things and you can tell the different worldview even mm-hmm. just like 50 years ago. So yeah, I'm reading that. It's very interesting. Um, I have a I have this fascination with with fiction and what goes into writing fiction, namely for the younger generations. Yeah, a dollar um, well spent at our local thrift store. Yes, Tacoma. Well, thrift. I picked it up and I'm started started reading it. So good. Um, it's, a, it's an easy read. <laughs> it's very adventurous, and I'm very curious what's going to happen. Nah. It's like a suspense thriller. <laughs> um, yeah, very spiritual book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what voices in my ear? I've been listening to a lot of uh, William Lane Craig. He's a, uh, a philosopher, Christian apologist. Um, and he, he uses a lot of really, really big words, big nice. words. Like, is that why you've been using big words? I'm trying to. I think to. you dropped like three in one day and I was like, well, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually gotta... that was before I started listening. Oh. I don't know where those oh. came from. I just had a, it was like something was in my brain that day. But yeah, t- a lot big of like, words. <laughs> like for instance, we talked about like metaphysical philosophy and what that means for like the Christian worldview of ethics mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> it literally just glossed over <laughs> when I started saying that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's super dorky, nerdy stuff. It's I really not. enjoy I'm it. I'm listening, thinking, uh, wow, I'm trying to like word power this word, like break it down and think about what each of these. Yeah, it's like truth, truths about truths. Yeah. It's really yeah. bizarre stuff. So that's what metaphysical philosophy is. Or, uh, you know, anyway, I won't get into it. It's very, <laughs> he's a very smart guy. He makes that's me awesome. feel, I, I, I feel smarter, but I clearly know that I'm not smarter than him. I feel like he's making me smarter, but that's just like the, the, the proximity. <laughs> I'm not actually smarter. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's been fun. And then what's stirring in my heart is, uh, goodness, this idea of uh, having faith like a child and crawling up on God's lap, much oh. like our daughters crawl up on my lap. That's why I like reading I his seen, word yeah. yep. is very convicting because so many times when I, I just will be off in a corner, if, uh, met, you know, metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. going through life by myself when God is basically saying like, I'm here for you, I'm listening, and I just, you know, I want you... Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to look to me first and not to yourself and not to whatever else. So, so yeah, I've been, um, awesome. trying to go to God first and not, um, anything else. Um, so that's, that's been really convicting. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So for today we are going to be covering this idea. Uh, like we said earlier, people will say, Hey, I love you, but I'm not actually in love with you. Yeah. And that's usually an excuse to break, break up, off. Yeah. <laughs> break up bail on a relationship. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Why? Why is that a lie? And I guess why do people, as we want to start talking about, like you probably experienced that. You've seen it in TV shows for right, sure. Right. Um, uh, but what what are, what's actually happening under the surface there? Well, it's it's tricky because I feel like it feels like kind of a half truth. Like I love you as a person, right. but I'm like not in love with you. Like want to have sex and with you and be in your life forever and ever. That's well, what that feels like. It's saying that like it seems hey, like 
you know what? I appreciate I you as a go. person, but I don't yeah. actually care about you. Yeah. Like I know that you <laughs> or exist. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to go through the grittiness of life with you, but right. I, I think you're. And so it's, yeah, it's a lie you. because it, it's basically, it's mistaking <laughs> yeah. this. So love is mistaking not, the love is not, of love. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's twisting and convoluting the definition of love. When you say, I love you, that is, that is, it, it encapsulates so much in our culture, right? You mm-hmm. know, I like the Greek word for love. There's many different Greek words underneath it. We don't get those words in English. We have mm-hmm. to really nuance it. So when you say, I love you to your spouse, you're actually saying to them, uh, I'm committed to you. I'm choosing to love you, but I also f- have these feelings of love towards you because usually when you want to say that f- to them, you're actually feeling those, that, right. Those, well, those feelings are and emotions are a, an output of what is right. of the commitment and the covenant that yes. you're declaring yes. sort of in that. And so what this phrase moment. is, it says, Hey, I love you, but I don't, but I'm not in love with you. You're basically like t- attaching unduly. You're attaching the affections, mm-hmm. affectionate feelings of love. In other words, a fatu- infatuous feelings, mm-hmm. Um, you're attaching those to the actual action and decision to love. Mm-hmm. And those two things aren't meant to be attached. Like love is separate from emotions. A lot of times love will have an emotional out- output, right? Right, right. And a lot of times love will begin with an, an emotional mm-hmm. experience, right? Like when I first saw you, I didn't know that I loved you, but I was certainly infatuated with you. <laughs> right. And then I learned what it meant to actually love you probably right. long after we got married. <laughs> Right. I thought right, I knew right. and I was committed to, to that journey with you, which, yeah, which is interesting. I just want to push pause on that, like stay here for just a minute, because yeah. I feel like we do that. We get into marriage and then feelings start to fade. Maybe we get a little unsure because I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I love you anymore. Like, I feel like you make me angry. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I like feel like you frustrate yeah. me, you know, like these feelings that we had before of like, adventure bliss and whatever it's like those are fading like the grittiness of life is setting in i don't want it to and then it's like are we are we letting our minds run away with that and then again we're attaching that infatuation those thoughts and emotions to um to our decision to love yes and yeah we we let those determine our decision to love and so essentially what that is we say it's selfishness with a mask on Mm. because uh, when you're basically saying like, you no longer serve the purpose you were brought into my life to serve. Such a selfish, selfish place to, can love really even come I, from that would be my question. N- no, I, honestly, because love does not right. fail like this. Right. Not real love. Right. And so we, it was never love in the first place. Mm. So someone who who is saying those, those Word. words actually knows nothing or is le- at least is not living any semblance of love other than mm-hmm. you fill a spot in my heart right now. Mm-hmm. You are my, my, my wife, my boyfriend, my fiance, my girl, whatever you are filling that spot. And you know, we're in love. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you were no longer in love, then, as soon then as those feelings fade. Sorry, yeah, I like, love you as a person, but I don't actually care about you as a person. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm not in love with you. And so that's, that's, I think one reason it's misconstrued. Another one is there's no, so why is this a lie? Um, <clears throat> another one I think is that it's, uh, it, it's not based on any sort of d- like objective definition of love. Okay. And I don't want to get into it. Um, but essentially without the gospel, without the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. I would make a very strong case. And there are people much smarter than I that have already done this. It's very, very, very hard to make an objective, like cogent, cohesive case for what love is mm. outside of some other standard, meaning the God of the Bible. So people will say, oh, it's just like a humanist thing. Like as a human, we are wired to love. I think mm-hmm. in some regards we, that's true, 
but actually living the actions of love as we see in God's word, I think are impossible without subjecting yourself and, mm-hmm. and coming under the authority of scripture, mm-hmm. coming under the lordship of Christ right. to actually commit to loving somebody in a covenantal right. capacity, right. right? Your spouse. Right. Well, aside from that, like uh, you're hopeless, right? So right. if, well, because love is not like this place that you arrive at, like I'm, we're not just right. in love. It's not the state of being. It's, it's a, it's like you said, it's right. a covenantal commitment. Right. It's like abiding in your covenant kind of like yeah. you're learning to love each other in a way that is not based on feelings and emotions. Those come as an, as an extra, like those yeah. come, God designed those to yeah. flow out of it. And but think, that is not, that's not the fuel. That, so that misunderstanding right. of it, I think comes from a few different cultural, like, uh, tendencies, right. To right. assume that love is something that we decide we, we, we are the determining mm. authority of what love is. Right. That's false. Right. Um, the other thing that people tend to believe, and we want to urge our listeners to not believe this lie, is that love is something that happens to you or you arrive at it. So you said it's yeah. not a state of being. Right. And so when you say, oh, you know what? We were in love. Now we're not. Right. Like we fell out of love. Or or I'm looking for love. Right. I haven't found it yet. Right. Those are right. these lies that people, they, and you're saying, what do you mean you're looking for love? Like, haven't you found anybody that, you know, have you, like, the thing if we always you... say is like, decide to love and you and you'll have it. Right. right. Choose love right. and you will have it. Right. And so uh, we don't, we don't subscribe to the idea that there's a soulmate. We don't have, subscribe to the idea that there's a perfect spouse for everybody. You've got to find them. And it's like up to destiny to mm. like guide you to each other. Uh, no, like I, I, I am committed to being married to my wife. I've chosen to love her. Right. And there's certain things that attracted us to each other, yes, personalities yes. and traits and, you know, your, your sexy body just couldn't <laughs> resist it, you know? So there's what can just, I say? <laughs> I lift. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But the there's things that attract you, but they aren't the things that like foundationally hold you. Can we be really? I mean, can we be really honest here too? In that we've had moments in our marriage, and so I'm I'm using this as a jump off point. We've had moments in our marriage where we've thought, I wonder what it would be like to be married to this other person because right. we're either really discontent. And I'm using that to illustrate, like, I honestly think you could probably be married to another guy. I could probably be married to another woman. And we would probably make it work. Now, being that we've been married for almost 15 years, mm-hmm. like that, that's nightmarish, right? I love you. <laughs> I want to be with you. Right, right. I've chosen to love you. We have history together. Right. We have children together. Our we have a life together. Our love has gotten deeper and it's yes. grown and it's branched out and it's just flourished because we, because of God's grace for one, <laughs> but because it's been rooted in this biblical understanding of what love is. Like mm-hmm. God is love, but love is not God. Ooh. and. Ooh, preach I it, know girl. we're getting into some big stuff today. <laughs> um, and that, that is a very huge point, right? Mm-hmm. And so people will, you know, that you've made love your God. If it go, if it is compelling you to do things that are counter to the other characteristics of God. Right. So the and love makes a horrible God. It I think does. is what you're saying. It does. So when, when, if, if you say, Hey, if you, if you're believing that no one will say, Hey, love is God, you probably wouldn't say that, but right. if you live that way functionally right. and you know, you're living that way functionally when, when, when what your definition of love is causing you to sin, it's causing yeah. you to, 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 to leave your covenant. It's causing mm-hmm. you to betray your covenant in ways mm-hmm. that maybe not be, may, might not be divorced, but right. you're not being faithful right. in a way you're and not committed. Being, yeah. You're saying they don't, I, I'm not in love with him anymore. Right. So I need to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, see, God is merciful. Right. He's God is love. Yes. He's also merciful. He's right. also just, yes. he's also holy. He's also so many other things. Mm-hmm. And so 
God is love, but love is not God. Right. It is a horrible God. Right. And so this idea of, hey, I love you, but I'm not in love with you is putting so much weight on the idea of love as you've defined it without any sort of objectivity. Mm -hmm. And it's destined to, it's a lie and it will breed death. Right. Yeah. It will, it will, people who live by that concept will have a hard time loving. Right. (laughs) They'll never experience what they want so badly. Right. And so, I mean, diving into what scripture says about love um, it, it's like it almost flips, it flip flops it a bit because we say, you know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Right. And scripture is just like, I am like learning. I love you and I'm committed to loving you like right. for the rest of our lives. And I'm going to learn what that means like every day. And yeah. so when we jump in, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to go to the love chapter of first Corinthians 13, but you were talking about in first Corinthians 12, yeah, um, so there's a lot happening. So a lot of times in a wedding or something, you'll 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 read First Corinthians 13 and be like, "Love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. love is gentle," and that is all true. And it's a very beautiful passage. But you know, its beauty is multiplied when you understand exactly why yeah. Paul wrote it yeah. and who he was writing it to. Now, to be to be fair, we're actually getting a lot of this, and not at least this First Corinthians part is coming from our book that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, Fierce mm-hmm. Marriage. It comes out in four weeks. Um, like I said, we can get it for 50% off today. Um, <laughs> Mr. Marketing uh, yeah, Mr. is Marketing. right in the middle of <laughs> Sorry. talking about Jesus. Also hey. buy the book on 50%. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> Maybe I I'll love cut you. That out. I love you. Uh, nope. wh- but what I'm Keep saying it. is that we, uh, th- these thoughts aren't something we're just coming up with on the fly. We've done right. a lot of studying right. on this. And so, uh, what's happening here is Corinth is a port city. It's a gritty port city. It's, uh, it's kind of like Tacoma. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> gritty our hometown. Port city. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of like our hometown. Sounds like a t-shirt. It's I'm sorry. The, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> Got me it's off. at the base. That's a great idea. It's at, so Corinth is sitting at the base of the Acrocorinth mountain. Yes. And so at the top of the Acrocorinth mountain, it's about, I don't know, 1800 feet or so uh, high. There's mm-hmm. the temple of Aphrodite. And so these are people, and Aphrodite is the, the goddess of love. Mm-hmm. And Corinth is, is in like current uh, nowadays, I think Greece. It's in the, it's an isthmus between mm-hmm. the, the lower half and the upper half of Greece. And so uh, it, there was a lot of commerce. It was a very worldly place. They clearly cared about their definition of love because they mm-hmm. had this temple to the goddess of love. Right. And so Paul saw fit or was led by God to plant a church there. Right. And so he's writing this, this letter for Corinthians to them, uh, correcting some, some bad doctrine. Yeah. And so what had happened, if you read through, um, first Corinthians 12, they're actually talking about spiritual gifts and how, um, it's, it's not bad to want spiritual gifts, but they should never divide the, the body. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own, um, spiritual gifts. They're all complimentary. Um, but he said, go ahead and, you know, want the higher gifts, but I'll show you even a better way. Mm. In other words, love. Right. And then he goes into the chapter 13. Love is patient. Yes. Love is kind. So what had happened is they were being, their view of love had been distorted by the world. It had been uh, defined in ways that are fallible and wrong. And it had caused division in them. It had caused them to forsake love itself because they they were buying a a lie. And so when we read these words, and Selena's going to read in a second here. When you say love is patient, love is kind, just know that that's the background to it. And this is, when we talk about objective standard, <clears throat> this is why that I love you, but I'm not in love with you is BS in that <laughs> it, it is that, that when you say I love you, it, it, you're basically saying like, I'm committed to loving you. And mm-hmm. regardless of how I feel, yes, I feel affection towards you, but I love you. And that right. means, that means this. That so, means that I will be patient with you when I don't yeah. feel like I love you or the exactly. feelings of love. Okay. So I'll read. Sorry. 
Um, I'm just going to start in verse one because it is just, it paints such a great picture. Um, if, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. To and jump if, in that, the, to, to remind you, we're talking about the spiritual gifts in the previous chapter. That's what he's referring to there. Right. Saying that if you have these gifts, but you have not love, you have, you have nothing, you've missed it. So, yes. Yeah. He ends chapter 12 with, but earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a a still more excellent way. If I speak in tongues of angels and tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Mm, What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm glad you caught that. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice. Yeah, that's one. That one's for you. It does, <laughs> you can tell we're very loving right now. <laughs> it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. That's hmm. all the way through verse eight. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot, a lot going on there, but essentially like when you read that chapter, knowing that Paul is setting the record straight, Mm -hmm. this is what love is. It is not Mm self-seeking. It is not like, it's not seeking its own way. It doesn't go off the rails. It it is predictable. Right. And that, I mean, that even just that little realization will change your entire life Mm. in terms of how in in your married life. And you realize that love is not something that happens to you. It's not something you're a victim of. Love is it's a way of living. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a decision yeah. that you make. Yeah. It's a character choice. And so uh, I think that's what we're trying to get out here is that this idea of, I love you, but I'm not in love with you is basically saying like, you're not filling the role you should fill. Therefore get out of my life. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, and when we say, I love you is so much more than that. Right. Yeah. I just love the title of first Corinthians 13, the way of love, the way of love. It this is, a way. is the way of love. Yeah. yeah. It's like this path to walk on. It's not a place of arrival. So wow. I don't know. Wow. You just summarized everything in one phrase. <laughs> I don't do that often. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So again, we, we could probably talk about this for hours. We do talk about this at greater length in our, in our, in our upcoming book, fierce marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that helped you guys. Um, what's up next? I think, <laughs> wow, I'm just rolling right along here. Um, I, yeah, no, it's, it's so good to just unpack some of these phrases and bring truth to it. I mean, only even for my own understanding and you know, you, you see, I don't know, I see people in the limelight and you see, you hear their conversations and it's so clear that like, they're trying to just please everybody and like they're you know it's so easy to to like want to please people but you compromise in that you know when you say the things that like god is love you know and so love is god like that's how they rationale stuff and it's just so like you do anything that goes against what i perceive love to be you are a heretic in my theology right in my personal theology exactly so that yeah that's not productive and just to to paint a greater picture like uh, in, in pop media, right? People are just so, it, it's mm-hmm. so, they're so confused, right? But what is the most, what's more endearing? Like seeing a, a, an actor couple, whether it's an actress or an actor, they have a marriage that is, go, goes back decades mm-hmm. and you see them together right. into old age. Right. Or you see fling after fling after fling. Like <laughs> right. what's, what's right. more endearing? What's more like what, and when you see what that, rings more true right. in the human heart? Right. And when I see when that, you see it on, yeah. And when you see it, it's, it's not like, 
I think we fall into saying, oh gosh, they're so in love. Like that just seems like it just, we're conditioned to see and think that, but it's mm. like when I see people like even in our church, you know, couples that have been together for a long time and Ron and Laurel, Ron and Laurel, if you're hey, yeah. hey, you too. You say it's just, this is a, wow, look at them. They love each other so well. Like God has yeah. really refined so their I, love for each other. I think that's a great that's bridge. Huge. That's a great, I think, transition into the couple's challenge. Mm-hmm. Because if, if someone says, hey, oh, look at Ryan and Selena, they're so in love. I'll take that as a compliment. But if they said, wow, they love each other well. Right. That to me rings way more true mm-hmm. to like the definition of love. Yeah. And so as a couple, what can, how can you love each other well in a, in a way that's clear to each other? It's clear to your children. Right. It's clear to your community. Because right. as we've always said, your marriage is your ministry. Right. And so they will know us by our love. Right. And I can't love you well until I'm beginning to understand the Savior's love for me. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, yeah. all so, that flows from there. Really cool. I think a, a really useful exercise to go through. This will be this week's couple challenge. couple's challenge is read through 1 Corinthians 13 and do two things. All right. So as you're reading and, and the love part, there's, there's a few other pieces in there. But uh, it says love is patient, for example. Do two things. Write down how is Jesus patient with me? Mm-hmm. How can I be patient with my spouse mm-hmm. and do that together mm-hmm. and just create like a little grid in your notebook or whatever mm-hmm. and just love is patient. Okay. Now love is kind. How's Jesus kind to mm, me? So good. How can I be kind to you? Right. You and tell be, me. Be I'll specific tell you. and yeah. don't have like, don't have the same answer. I mean, yes, the, cr- the cross accomplishes all of these things, but like specifically, how have you experienced Christ? Yes his love in terms of him being patient with you. I know I could name about a thousand Ooh, things <laughs> for me. Or he's kind to me. And like yeah. when I was just down and out and I just needed God's word to soothe my hurting soul, right. I read this verse. Right. And right. I can't explain why I read it, but I read it and it soothed me. So that was good. kind yep. of my savior. Yeah. How can I be kind to you? Well, I can see, hear what you're saying and not just I hear what, what's <laughs> what's behind the words you're saying, not just the words you're right, saying. Right, right. I can extend that kindness to you or I can go out of my way to do something unexpected. Right. Um, our other books, the 31 day pursuit challenge have a lot of this type of stuff in there. Right. Um, and that's really the, when we went through that last yeah. two months ago with our communities, I opened up my eyes a lot to how I can love you more intentionally right. through actions of love and not just, right. adi- you know, actions and attitudes of love and not just this elusive sort of emotion of love. Yeah. It's, I, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> That sounds terrible. It's a different kind of love, obviously. There's mm-hmm. like all these different kinds of love. We talked about that at a church, I remember. Anyways, um, do that couples challenge. I think that's awesome. Um, I'm going to do one more pitch for Barnes and Noble. They're the, get the book 50% yeah, off today. Honestly, and it's get a special all, thing. Yeah. They don't do this for everyone. Yeah, and get all the perks that you can. That's amazing. Yeah. The yeah. rings, everything. Go yeah, so for it. go to fiercemarriagebook.com. Mm-hmm. And you will find, uh, all the links will, for today only will lead you to Barnes and Noble. They'll get 50% off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you buy two books or more, you, you get free stuff with everything. But if you buy two books or more, you get the physical, uh, bonuses, which are the rings. And yeah. if you buy four books, you get actually our 31 day pursuit challenge books as well. Plus the downloads, plus the That's discussion great. guide, plus blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's all really, really good stuff. We put a lot of work into it. We hope it blesses you. And actually we had our launch team. So we have a few folks on our launch team mm-hmm. and they have been, they're already like into chapters two and three and mm. four and the encouragement has been great. Uh, I good. think it's, it's hitting 
the notes we were hoping to hit. <laughs> it's hard to write a book in advance. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> and you yeah. just don't know, like, you know, in a vacuum, am I writing this in a vacuum? But we felt that way. Yes, I remember we, I do. the first draft, I was like, oh my word, we're in trouble. <laughs> no one's going to read this. Right. But then thankfully we have a team of editors and people to like yeah. keep us, they have yeah. their heads above water so we can just swim underwater the whole time. Yeah. And, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least right. describe a little bit of yes. what it's actually about. Yes. Uh, so we go into the first chapters are our story. We had, well, I almost died. There's yeah. a story to that, how that affected our marriage, how that helped us define how it's been love. such a parallel of, of mm-hmm. God and our the gospel in relation to mm-hmm. our marriage and the to sin, marriage, that, and the sin that it can corrupt. Yes, but by God's grace, He will come in and heal and begin that healing process. Yeah. Um, so that's the first couple of chapters, and then we get into the, like what we talked about today love. That, that chapter is called Gritty Love, defining that. We get into yeah. defining covenant, which is these hugely so, powerful. Yeah, these are so important to read because we function under assumptions so easily and so quickly yes, in our society. Yes. And until we really break this down, it's like, it's like a molecule. <laughs> I feel like, like yeah. you can't really appreciate Look at you, chemistry. the power. Well, you're the one that helped me understand what a cell was for like when we were in high school. We were I, was high like, school sweethearts, I felt so smart after that, after I could like define each per- part of a cell. I was but like, you- great. I'm glad you get it. Let's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was like you understand and appreciate the depth and the design of it all. And God did that for us. Like Covenant is profound. It's really profound. Yeah, and we go, so, we do talk about some of the older covenants. Yes. There's actually a, a long um, kind of essay in the back where we talk about all the different covenants. Anyway, then we get into, so that's kind of the hopeful part. And we get into the helpful stuff, which is. Don't give everything away. Uh, well, I'm just saying the topics are the big five big areas, communication, sex, yeah. money, priorities, and conflict. Yeah, and then we, the at the book. very end, um, kind of launch you yeah. out. So anyway, we would love for you to join us in yeah. this journey because we're going to be going through it in about a month with our online community. Uh, and that's going to be great. So anyway, um, if you've really enjoyed this, please tell somebody, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys. I definitely read, um, comments from other people subscribers, if I should subscribe to something or not, um, or purchase anything or not. So, um, hopefully those are helpful for you. And if you could, you know, take a few seconds to write something, um, we always appreciate that. It's very encouraging, yeah. um, to us, not that we live by it, but we're so great. Gracious. Some people said We're some so grateful really kind to hear. things on the on the comments for the podcast. That's good. It's great. Week. It's and really I, grateful to hear. We put a lot of work into this. We do, and we don't get to see like face to face. Very encouraging. So just know that your words bear weight, um, but not too much weight because Jesus right. We don't is hang our, our identity. <laughs> we don't hang our identity on them. But you know right. what? God can use you to encourage Absolutely. us, and, and He does. Yes. Uh, and I think for next week, I'm just going to be bold. Oh gosh. She's like, I "What are like you going to say?" I think, I think we should talk about covenant next okay. week. Okay. I think we should do just, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and try to, our, I think our listeners, honestly, based on the feedback we're getting, I think yeah. they're, they're wanting it. They're ready for it. Um, let's time, do it. And covenant is, is a theological concept. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, sometimes we feel like we're hesitant to go into it or other marriage writers are hesitant to really talk about the depth of covenant a, because they don't understand it and B because you could easy to gloss over a lot right. and, and kind of lose people's attention. Right. We're going to take a week and talk about it. Yeah. It's very important. So tune in in about seven days for that. Yeah. 
and uh, we will hopefully bring bring the fire <laughs> in thirty minutes. <laughs> in thirty minutes. <laughs> if you do have any questions that you want us to ask or answer, um, you can text those or call those in nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty, or you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask ask. Um, you can find us on all of the big socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube's at fierce marriage is pretty much our handle for everything. <laughs> um, yeah. if you're, yeah, we'd love to hear those questions. We're going to talk about covenant next week. Do you want to close us in prayer? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Father, you are good. Thank you for giving us a clear definition of love and thank you for not only defining it, God, but, but giving it to mm-hmm. us. Um, on the cross, giving yeah. it to us through your word, giving it to us uh, in the, through the Holy Spirit. God, you minister to us so lovingly. And I pray that you give us the power to love, give us the understanding of love, and help us to love each other in a way um, that really resembles you and, yeah. and glorifies you uh, for your glory and for, and for our our, uh, our own good. Mm-hmm. God, I pray for the couples listening to this, to the husbands and the wives and, um, the engaged couples and, and the single people. I pray that you would, um, uh, just transform their hearts. If they have a misunderstanding of love, I pray that you would make it clear to them that mm-hmm. by, by first giving them a, a, an experience of your love, giving them, uh, an affection for your word. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you would, uh, let that bear weight on their lives and then eventually change their behavior and how they love each other. Mm-hmm. Lord, in your precious name, we love you. And we Amen. mean that. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you again so much for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And like I said, we will be back in seven days. I think we'll cover the topic of covenant. and uh, We'll begin to cover the topic of covenant. Begin to cover the topic of covenant. <laughs> and other than that, I think this episode is in the can. Thank you miss you. that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we got to say that. <laughs> anyway, stay fierce, everyone. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.